1952, Jean and Betty Hoots of Mattoon, Illinois, decided to buy an ice cream shop from Jean's uncle, named the Frigid Queen. After some slight remodeling, they decided to expand the menu to include burgers, fries, and other American fare. And with a new menu came a new name. Betty said, every queen needs a king, so they settled on the name Burger King. They registered for a state trademark in Illinois in 1959. Meanwhile, a restaurant chain headquartered in Florida with the same name had set its sights on opening some locations in Illinois. Now, understandably, the Hootsits thought their state trademark would mean they were the only ones in Illinois who could use that name. But nevertheless, in 1961, the Florida-based franchise opened their first Illinois location, and by 1967, they opened 49 more. The Hootsits decided they needed to take action, so they filed suit in the state court. The Hootsits appeared in court with a family lawyer from Mattoon, while the Burger King franchise showed up with six highly skilled lawyers. The case went all the way to the Federal Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, where the judge decided that the Burger King franchise's federal trademark had priority over the Hootsits' state trademark. However, since the Hootsits were using the name in the Mattoon area before Burger King used it, they came to an agreement. The franchise cannot use the name in the Mattoon area, a radius of about 20 miles around the Hootsits restaurant, and the Hootsits cannot use it outside of Mattoon. To this day, the ruling still stands. There are countless cases like this where two separate companies happen to come up with the same name. And in the age of the internet, it's getting tougher to know if that's okay. So what happens if you have the perfect name, but find someone else is already using it? I'm James Darty, and this is Name Changers. Dove chocolate and Dove soap. Delta Airlines and Delta faucets. Finlandia vodka and Finlandia cheese. These are what are known as brand twins. Two companies in separate fields with the same name. And these companies are fine with their twin. They're not directly competing. You wouldn't accidentally buy a bar of Dove soap thinking it's the chocolate. And you're not assuming your faucet comes with a round trip ticket. And this is one of the points of trademark, to lessen consumer confusion. And that is why trademark strength is stronger when the name is something no other company in that space needs to use. It would not be crazy for two computer companies to both name their company Motherboard Computers, because that's a common computer term. But if a company named themselves Daydream Computers, it'd be much less likely for another company in that space to name themselves that. And if they did, it could easily be seen as them trying to copy the other. Now, if a frozen yogurt company came on the scene and named themselves Daydream Yogurt, they would have less of a problem because they're not directly competing with Daydream Computers. And because of that, both of them have a very high likeliness of keeping their name. One of the checks for this is what's called the Moron in a Hurry Test. In 1971, a British publication named The Morning Star was suing to prevent Express newspapers from naming their new publication The Daily Star. The judge ruled against the Morning Star, noting that if one puts the two papers side by side, I, for myself, would find that the two papers are so different in every way that only a moron in a hurry would be misled. 
The idea was used in multiple cases after, including the ongoing battle between Apple Computers and Apple Records. I'll dive into that story in another episode. All right, so let's recap. If you find yourself in this situation, ask a few questions. Is this company in my industry? Would people confuse the two of us? And if they do, would it cause harm to either of our companies? Would normal people be able to tell that we're different companies that only a moron in a hurry would be misled? Also, will your company serve a certain area, like the Burger King in Batoon, Illinois, or will it be nationwide or even worldwide? The reason tons of Chinese food restaurants all share the same name is because they only service a small area. Great Wall Chinese in Sedona, Arizona has no competition with Great Wall Chinese in Ithaca, New York. And due to that, they don't need to go to court. Now in this, one thing I find so interesting is how two companies in completely different fields come up with the same name. To find out, I spoke to a pair of brand twins. Hey, I'm Michael Portman. I'm the co-founder of Verb Products. Hi, I'm Bennett. I'm a co-founder of Verb Energy. Michael and Bennett have never met before, yet they created the same name for their companies. Let's find out what happened. We'll start with Michael. Michael grew up in a small town in Texas and then went to university to study English. After college, he moved to L.A. to pursue his dream of being a screenwriter. I mean, I wrote five scripts. I, I, I had a TV pilot. I wrote a novel. I got a bunch of awesome meetings. Um, but there just comes a point, you know, five, six. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 got, I got into the Hollywood grinder and I didn't really like it so much. Um, I mean, I didn't, didn't get a screenplay made. So, yeah. uh, you, you know, and, and then to see my, my friends still to this day, our quote unquote successes, um, they're in what, what I have, what one of my friends calls the, uh, document creation business, not the making of scripts because none of it really ever sees the light of day, oh, yeah. uh, you know, or their ideas <laughs> will get bought. Empty pockets and empty promises tend to drive a lot of people out of Hollywood moved to LA when I was 23 years old, I didn't have any idea. Um, but it was like the greatest, um, like I, I know another guy who's an entrepreneur here in Austin who is a former screenwriter. And there is a lack of fear that you have because when you're trying to break into Hollywood and the things people will do and the things you see and the dirty tricks and the like, uh, the smart things you learn, you know, yeah. it's like, it, it's like not when my business partner, Jason said, do you want to start the barbershop thing? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, what are the stakes? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. What are the stakes to, to being single and failing with a barbershop when I just like spent a year and a half pouring my soul into a, you know, romantic comedy that I found out in eight days wasn't, wasn't going to cut it, uh. you know? Oh, yeah, you know, like that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's a good crash course in rejection. It's a good crash course in rejection. Or worse, you don't find out in eight days, you find out in eight months. So Michael moved back to Texas and started a new company. I moved to Austin, Texas. Um, I'm from I'm from a small town in Texas. And my, my best friend, Jason Rappaport's living here. He's my business partner now in, in both. Um, but he was here and it was a different time. And we were just like, I, I was riffing on him with what I was going to do now that I had moved to Austin, I'd moved from Los Angeles and where I was going to get my, you know, dry cleaning done and, and where the grocery store was and all the basics yeah. and her and haircut came up and, 
And there was really no option that was, um, you know, remotely fun or not a chain or not super high end. Mm -hmm. And we thought this was a great, very entrepreneurial town to to start a sort of, uh, you know, different take on on what a barbershop could be. Um, Ours being for everyone being unisex. Now you're starting to see the seeds of what is inherent in verb. Um, So we built Bird's Barbershop. Uh, I think we were in business for about five or six years uh it's been about eight with verbs so that's about right uh five or six six seven years and um we grew this uh, we, we always had problem on the retail shelf when you're a professional salon you know i offer these professional products and you know moving the needle with retail is, is really difficult especially when you're more affordable take on what a haircut should be but we you know are our prices are in line with probably what, what Verb is, right? Verb, everything in the line is the same price. It's $16 across the board. I guess that very simple thinking of what um, our, our barbershop is very straightforward. And um, if you can't afford the product on the shelf, uh, you know, why are you going to, if the product costs more than the haircut, why are you going to buy it? Yeah, essentially. Exactly. So, yeah. So um, we started tinkering. We started looking around actually for a line that would sort of fit that bill. And then the more the more we looked, the less we found, and the more we got picky about what we wanted it to be. And then at the end of that process, it was like, well, this is what we want a line to be. And I was younger, and I started it. <laughs> so that's that's sort of the that's sort of the story of how it came to be. Bennett grew up in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and went to Yale University for his undergraduate education. There he met his co-founders, Matt and Andre, and together they decided to solve a problem. Late one night, sophomore year, Matt um, walked out of a coffee shop with a coffee and a granola bar, having paid too much for it, and um, didn't give him a great energy boost. It kind of left him feeling jittery and um, still like hungry and searching for a healthy and delicious way to get um, energy. So he asked, um, or he pitched the idea to me and Andre that there should be a better way for folks to get energy in their day-to-day lives. And we got to work in our um, dorm room kitchens, making all sorts of caffeinated foods. Um, And we really settled on um, an energy bar with 90 calories and um, a shot of espresso's worth of uh, caffeine from organic green tea. Um, And this kind of had a better energy effect than anything else we had felt before. They tasted delicious. um, And so we decided to start passing them out to friends, seeing what they thought of them. The momentum kind of went from there. We rented out a local bakery at night. Um, and would sell energy bars during the day in between classes. And then we realized we had uh, sort of tapped into something and um, then decided to launch an online business. Since then, we've uh, grown pretty rapidly, and um, now we're uh, all a direct-to-consumer online um, subscription energy bar company. So where did the name Verb come from? Wordsmithing is how I put money on the table, you know? And I just believe in, you know, there's a right, there's always a right one. Um, and you know, you know, you haven't got it when you haven't got it. So we had lists and lists. We didn't want it to be, you know, anything too male to, to don't like possessive anything because it really doesn't belong to anybody. It's really for everybody. So how do you, how do you do all these different things at once? And sort of what I was talking about in my run on sentence, but, uh, <laughs> so, um, we had this long, long list. And we were going over and going over. And I remember we were in a hot tub uh, at the YMCA, <laughs> uh, just going through, you know, like, what about, uh, you know, nothing really. And, and then verb just got said in the, 
in the moment and it was just you just knew it was right just knew that was yeah, it you get that feeling where you're just like that's yeah you it. get that feeling yep yeah wow. like stop 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 trying because that's it you know <laughs> hey, everyone shut up we got it yeah we got it and nobody <laughs> nobody no dissenters please <laughs> oh, that's good. so um actually it's funny the story um behind verbs we were, had a long list of uh names that we were testing out and someone suggested i can't even remember who it was someone suggested verb like v-e-r-v-e like mm. with enthusiasm or with energy mm. and someone misheard them and they were like oh verb that'd be funny like part of speech um that would be pretty funny we're like actually like that's a really good idea because um, we wanted to give people the energy so that they could do whatever verbs it was that um, made them kind of who they are. So um, you could eat the bars before you went on a workout, went for a workout, went on a run, studied, worked, w- wake up in the morning, whatever it may be. Um, this could provide the energy for it. So it kind of gave us our brand mission of providing the energy behind every verb. And that kind of led to our Now, there's also a third player in this story, a surgical device company named Verb Surgical. This company was created under a partnership between Google and Johnson & Johnson, and they're working to create innovations in traditional and robotic surgery. Sounds pretty cool. Unfortunately, the company has not agreed to speak by the time of recording. So we have three companies, all with the name Verb. And funny enough, this isn't Michael's only brand twin. Were you wor- were you worried though? Because I mean, it is such a common word. It's it, it's hard to take a, a part of speech yeah. and then make people think you're a shampoo. Yeah, but you know what? Like that stuff. I I mean, first of all, a lawsuit. A lawsuit sounds like the last thing on earth <laughs> an entrepreneur needs, right? As a distraction, yeah. but. Um, ironically with birds we have the same problem there's a there's a hair product called bird spelt with a y and there's the scooter company called bird which i let me tell you when i'm talking about naming meta moments i arrive at work on the day that scooters took over the planet and there are five birds i've never heard of nobody even told us that the scooter (laughs) thing was going to happen five bird branded scooters which i'd never even heard of the brand never even seen a scooter parked in front of the place I go to work, which is a bird's barbershop in our same font, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The the Helvetica type is like a broad, uh, all caps, like, oh my gosh, like really identical. And, but like, what are you going to do? You know? I mean, so, so verbs got, uh, an energy bar and, and surgical, you know, equipment. Now the energy bar, I must tell you, we do get at, at Verb um, Hair Products, we do get questions about our energy bars uh, quite <laughs> quite a bit, uh, but that's not obviously not us. So yeah, here's Bennett's experience. Well, so there are some other yeah like Verb titled companies, like there's a shampoo company and a surgical device company, for instance, both that we've um, talked with. But there's nothing in the energy food space or nothing really in that that space that has our name. So we were able to kind of carve out a nice niche there. Um, and as long as you know you can get a trademark, as long as you don't cause customers any confusion. So um, we uh, cleared that with the lawyers, made sure we were all set, um, nice. and then kind of went with it. And then with food and with um, any kind of large CPG company, um, it really is all about getting your name out there and um, expanding the reach as much as you possibly can. No one's gonna try and like, you know, eat a shampoo product or put a verb bar in their hair. So like, we're not really in, we don't see ourselves as in conflict with uh, the cosmetics company. So what's our takeaway here? Both Michael and Bennett agree that yes, 
there's other companies named Verb. And yes, sometimes consumers do ask them questions about the other, but that hasn't caused any real problems in their business. So if you're set on that name and there's another company named that, don't let that immediately stop you. Make sure to talk to a good trademark attorney to see if you both can coexist. And maybe you'll have a nice little run-in with the other company, just like Bennett did with the people at Verb Surgical. Yeah, we were excited. <laughs> I actually, uh, <laughs> we were in Palo Alto for a summer working at an accelerator, and I um, literally just drove up to their office and walked into their manager, and I was like, hey, we make these energy bars. <laughs> They're called Verb. Would you all be interested in them? And they absolutely loved them. So yeah, that's great. Kind of funny. But yeah. Name Changers is made in association with Namestormers, a naming agency in Austin, Texas. Find out more about them at namestormers.com. Very special thanks this week to Michael Portman and Ali H at Verb Products. Find out about them at verbproducts.com. And Matt, Andre, and Bennett at Verb Energy. Find them at verbenergy.co. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps people find us. I'm James Darty. We'll see you next time. Oh, gosh, where does verb come? That is the hardest question ever. Of course, it is with your, whole, your whole podcast is about is this central theme is that this I, thing <laughs> that I thought about. I'm not articulated, but I'll try here.